Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed, and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. everyone, and welcome back to What's Oppa, a rewatch podcast of the greatest show ever, Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm Joyce. I'm Justin. And I'm Anand. And this week, we want to give a special shout out to our friend Khan, who read the intro. This is episode 37 of our podcast, where we'll be discussing the Earth King. So take it away, Anand. All right. So if you remember the events of the last episode, it was um, very exciting that Team Avatar has finally reunited with Appa. And so we begin this episode with Aang, you know, uh, hugging Appa, just really happy. And Sokka gets back down to business and he's like, oh, we should go to the Earth King and tell them about our invasion plan. He says, look, we escaped from the Dai Li. We got Appa back. I'm telling you, we should go to the Earth King now and tell him our plan. We're on a roll. Yeah, and I read this online, but someone was saying, and this role does not include the fact that Jet just died. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that is that is true. I think this episode is cool and that it like picks up right where the last episode left off. But Sokka is like so happy right now because they got Appa, but I feel like there's not any bit of sadness for Jet, uh, like left over at all, um, especially from Katara too. Like you don't really like see any evidence of that event happening. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought that was really weird. Um, but Katara is kind of reluctant about staying in the Earth Kingdom. Uh, she says that she's like, oh, Longfeng has all the power and that they should just leave because they can't convince the Earth King. But she has this one look and I thought, oh, maybe she's kind of sad about Jet and just wants to leave. But I don't know if that connection is ever made very clear. Mm -hmm. Her second love. <laughs> second love? Was it was Aang always her first love? Oh, oh Haru. Haru. Oh, man, throwback. <laughs> Aang is like her 10th love or something. Her 10th love, yeah. <laughs> what a player. Yeah, so Katara doesn't think it's a good idea. And Toph also wants to get the heck out of Ba Sing Se. But Aang agrees with Sokka. And Toph's like, I don't trust the new positive Sokka. Longfeng brainwashed you, didn't he? <laughs> and then... Um, Aang sees some Daili ships on the water, which is cool that they have ships, apparently. And then he's just like, let's fly. And so they decide to get on Appa and go to the Earth King and they have the crew back together and they're flying on Appa and it's pretty epic. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and as they're on Appa, Toph says, can we please buy a new saddle? Riding bareback is terrifying. And, you know, we already know Toph hates flying on Appa, but seriously, this sounds horrible. Like they're all like <laughs> about to slip off of Appa. Like, I mean, later in the episode, Sokka falls off Appa, you know, like as he's trying to climb up and they're flying so fast. And I, I don't know. I just I feel like this is actually so scary and I can't imagine how she feels. Um, but it's also a nice bit of continuity because the Sandbenders slash whoever took Appa after the Sandbenders, because I think there is a shot when the Sandbenders take Appa that the saddle is still on him. So we don't really know who took it, but 
the saddle is gone and they really do have to replace it. Uh, so the team, so team avatar can have safe passage to wherever they're going, I guess. Um, so they see the royal palace and the Dailies start shooting rocks at them. Um, and these weapons are called surface to air rocks or SARS for short. Uh, so they're pretty, it's pretty dangerous um, or surface to surface rocks. And these weapons share their namesakes with real world weapons called surface to air missiles and surface to surface missiles. Um, but yeah, they're these huge rocks that actually take a team of four earthbenders to launch. So you have two earthbenders lifting up the rocks and then two shooting it into the air. So yeah, pretty scary weapons. Um, but Aang does this epic move where he like earth bends a wave of pillars to take out the rocks. And this move is actually seen in the Avatar State episode when Aang can't earth bend yet, but uh, enters the Avatar State because he gets mad about the like Katara getting like sucked into the ground. Um, but yeah, so a bit of cool continuity there. Anyways, Team Avatar charges into the palace and they keep fighting the Dai, or not the Dai Li. It was just unclear for a second, but it's the Earth, um, it's the yeah, Earth it's King's the Earth, troops, like, I think. Yeah, like the Royal Guard. Yeah, 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 the Royal Guard. Um, but they keep, they just like, they're just completely destroying this battle and it's actually such a cool action sequence. Um, and Toph uses this cool like fan pillar move and Katara is like really like taking out all these people while like apologizing to them. Um, at one point she water bends uh, the, some soldiers into a moat and then Aang like jumps over the moat and actually freezes it over. And then I read this online that someone was like, oh, this is Aang killing more people because it's like a bunch of soldiers fall into the moat but you don't actually see their heads pop up above the surface before he freezes the river um and oh, so no. you know his kill count is just like sky high now i don't know his favorite way to kill people is by drowning them <laughs> cool then it cuts to this scene where Sokka's trying to kick down this really unquote cool looking door but he can't do it obviously because Sokka sucks and he has no bending powers and the rest of the team <laughs> like breaks the door down and they run into the chamber and it's like the whole team's there. And then like, I don't know, I guess the earth King is just like chilling, like sitting in his chair. Like, I don't know what he does. Maybe he just like waits for people to show up unannounced. But anyway, long thing is there waiting and Aang's like, we need to talk to you. And long things like they're here to overthrow you. I feel like this is a lot just that they're on the earth King. He's probably just like, like pretty excited. Something's happening. But then Sokka <laughs> says, no, we're on your side. And the King's like, Maybe I should listen to these kids. He <laughs> like instantly throw them out. And then the king is like, if you truly are on my side, then you'll drop your weapons and stand down. Yeah. And I just want to comment on this shot when he says this. Uh, you can notice that there, his throne is actually um, kind of like made of or like modeled after a badger mole, um, which is kind of similar to how the fire lord's throne is the dragon. Um, and we just want to give a little backstory about the king also, because we're getting get to know him better throughout this episode. But I think there's a lot more information on the wiki. But um, he started ruling when he was four years old after his father died, which is why Long Fang was able or Long Fang slash like the Dai Li people are able to lie to him and control him uh, and gain power. And he also bears resemblance to the last emperor of China named Pu Yi. Um, they wear, they both wear glasses. They were both isolated for many years and never really left the palace. And um, they're both made rulers at 
a young age and they were both like puppet uh, monarchs during their rule. Cool. And then all of Team Avatar just like instantly drops their weapons, you know, because they're kids. And then Ings like, see, we're friends, your earthiness. And then like the daily instantly handcuff them in like rock gloves. It's like pretty sad moment. Yeah, um, but we'll see later, actually, that Aang is able to just get out of these gloves because they're made of earth and he can earthbend, um, which I don't know why they didn't think that through, because they clearly know that they can earthbend when they were invading the palace. So um, it's kind of interesting. And by contrast, we actually see the Dai Li arrest Long Feng later in me- with like metal handcuffs. So they definitely have that mm. available to them. So it's just like kind of a, a goof in a way that they did that. I also feel like this is kind of cool because it's like Aang learning from King Bumi because he can choose to get out of his restraints at any time, but he isn't. Mm. Uh, that's that's good. Good connection. Neutral Jing. Neutral Jing, exactly. And then Long Feng's like, make sure that Avatar and his friends never see daylight again. And then the king's like, Avatar, you're the Avatar. Yeah, I feel like uh, Long Feng goofs a few times, and this is definitely the first time where he really just <laughs> like messes up. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, can we sure. talk about the fact that like random fishermen? see Aang and they instantly know he's the airbending child of course he's the avatar but the head of state for one of the four kingdoms of the world cannot like recognize Aang I don't know seems a little far-fetched yeah I mean he's clearly been like brainwashed in his own way but I mean he does know some things like he knows what a sky bison is so I don't know it's kind of that's true confusing he also has a pet bear (laughs) so go go figure but anyway Long Feng says what does it matter your highness they're enemies of the state and then Bosco sniffs Aang and he licks him. So it's very clear that Bosco really likes Aang. And then um, the Earth King, his earthiness says, though Bosco <laughs> seems to like him, I'll hear what he has to say. Yeah, I just thought this was pretty funny because I was like, oh, this is how the Earth King was so easily manipulated is because he lets his Baird make all the decisions um, for him. Um, so, yeah, this is the moment when Bosco saved the world because this is why the king actually keeps um, Team Avatar from being in prison forever. Um, but a little Bosco backstory. Apparently, before he was captured, he lived in the forests along the eastern coast of the Earth Kingdom, and he was the only known member of his species. Uh, but the Earth King really wanted to find him a mate. So he commanded a bunch of zoologists from Bossing Se University to go on an expedition around the Earth Kingdom to find Bosco a mate. However, Bosco is alone, but he's not alone because he has Earth King Quay. Um, another fun fact about Bosco is he's actually not voiced by D. Bradley Baker. And finally, Bosco is very special because even though he's supposedly a normal bear, he actually has human-like intellect and even lived longer than the Earth King. So it's a very, very long hmm. living animal. That's kind of scary. Well, impressive. What if he's like <laughs> half human, half bear? He's like trapped in the body of a bear. Whoa. It's a pretty depressing thought. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, so to frame it, you're the Earth King. You know, life is great. Your state's taken care of by this guy named Long Fang. You know, your biggest concern is getting your national 
Institute of Zoology to find a mate for your pet bear. And then this kid breaks in your room and he says, well, sir, there's a war going on right now for the past 100 years. In fact, that Diley's kept a secret from you. It's a conspiracy to control the city and to control you. And now you're like, what the heck is going on? And then he <laughs> claims that Long Fang, his trusty advisor, stole their flying bison to blackmail them. And then Long Fang says, all lies. I never even seen a skied bison, your majesty. Frankly, I thought they were extinct. Um, and then, you know, obviously at this point, the king's like, yeah, these kids are crazy. And he starts getting them like taken away. And then Sokka exclaims, wait, I can prove he's lying. Long Fang says he's never seen a sky bison. Ask him to lift, lift his rope. <laughs> and then Aang and Sokka nod. And then Long Fang's like, yo, what the fuck? I'm not going to lift my shirt up and expose myself. And then Aang exposes Long Fang by <laughs> blowing a bunch of air at him. He says, right there, off of him. And then Long Fang, at this point, he's, he's going with it. He says, that happens to be a large birthmark. <laughs> and then <laughs> team avatar uh they prove it by bringing appa and showing him his teeth him being the earth king and comparing it to the bite mark and then his earthiness says but it doesn't prove this crazy conspiracy theory it's pretty funny i feel like that scene it was like a bit absurd yeah but it was also yeah. like funny a little too ways. absurd yeah i don't know interesting dynamic in that scene it's definitely something was something was off <laughs> something was afoot um, the writers were yeah. drinking a little bit of that coconut juice or uh, crazy juice <laughs> cactus um, juice cactus juice cactus juice you have to give it's it to the king cactus. he's like keeping his composure pretty well during this whole ordeal <laughs> yeah king is an interesting character um, yeah, and so the next scene is um, them taking the monorail to the outer ring to see Lake Laogai uh, because that's the Team Avatar's plan to prove um, the crazy conspiracy. So they go on the train and um, the king says it's his first time he's ever been outside the palace. So we learn a little bit more about him. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's very sheltered. Um, so anyways, they get to Lake Laogai and Toph is trying to expose the entrance, but it's totally gone. Um, surprise. Not <laughs> Long Fang was like literally right there when they were like, let's try to expose this conspiracy. Um, but yeah, I guess it's kind of a goof because Toph should should have been able to sense that there was something missing because she was able to sense in the first place that there was something there when she like when they were first going to Lake Laogai. Um, but Sokka's like, the Dai Li must have known we were coming and destroyed the evidence. And the king's like, Long Feng was right. This was a waste of time. And the guitar is like, the wall. We'll never be able to cover that up in time. And Aang goes up to the king as the king is walking away with his uh, security or royal guard and says, if you come with us to the outer wall, we can prove to you that the secret war is real. And I read this online, but yeah, in this scene, this uh, the royal guard is just like walking up the hill, like way ahead of the king. And then someone was like, this is horrible security. Like they're just leaving <laughs> the king behind by himself to walk up the hill. Like, like, I don't know, like 50 feet behind them or something um, and leaving him to be harassed by Aang. Um, or the king's like, whatever. And then Sokka's like, if you come with us this time, you can ride on Appa. And yeah, Sokka is just. Definitely. I mean, first he he solved the the bite mark thing and then he solved the like this thing. So Sokka's uh, definitely 
you know, shining a mm-hmm. bit in this episode, even though he didn't get to shine during the action sequence. Yeah, exactly. But Sokka's just pimping out Appa. That's true, <laughs> as he usually does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sokka just understands Appa's value. Um, yeah, anyways, um, we then flash to Zuko, who at this point has gotten very sick because he has this uh, internal struggle between you know between his two identities because he freed appa last episode um but yeah he's having a nightmare where he's actually the fire lord his ideal self no scar nothing and he's sitting on the throne and there are two dragons circling around him a blue one and a red one the blue one sounds like azula and is telling him to give in go to sleep and the red one sounds like iroh and he's like get out of there and a fun fact is the one blue, one red dragon is actually the same as Ran and Shaw, which we'll see in season three, um, the the last two dragons. Um, and then Azula's at the end of the nightmare is like, sleep just like mother. And then he gets sucked into the nightmare and it's very scary. Yeah. And then they cut to the Earth King, uh, who now has, for the first time, taken public transit um, and has been <laughs> tricked into a bald pupa peasant child to ride his flying bison. He's <laughs> at the outside of his capital and they show him the drill. And the Earth King says, I can't believe I never knew. And then Long Fling tries to explain. He calls it a construction project. Um, and then Kantara exclaims, then why is there a Fire Nation insignia on your construction project? And at this point, the gig is kind of up. Uh, the king, it cuts to like the scene where it's like all of Team Avatar and the king and like they all have skeptical faces on. And then the king says, Dai Li, arrest Long Feng. I want him to stand trial for crimes against the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, I thought this was pretty interesting because the king actually shows a lot of integrity here, which is surprising given that he's been the sheltered, manipulated person his whole life. But yeah, it was a cool moment. Yeah, and then it cuts to a scene of the close-up shot of the eyes of two Daily agents before they arrest Long Fang. They like give each other glances. Yeah, which is you know very suspicious. And this is the moment I mentioned earlier where we see the metal handcuffs, um, which they use to handcuff Long Fang. Yeah. And knowing that they can't bend metal, they have like some crazy dexterity to like throw the handcuffs. And it just lands perfectly in his wrists. Oh, it's true. Mm-hmm. They can't bend metal. That That's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Maybe a goof. Maybe. Then it cuts to another scene where the king says, I want to thank you, young heroes, for opening my eyes. All this time, what I thought was a great metropolis was merely a city of fools. And that makes me the king fool <laughs> this made me think of king k rule <laughs> from kirby so he's king k fool wait king k rule is from donkey kong oh for the record okay clearly i don't know anything i just like to play king k rule in smash because he's yeah, a best funny guy um anyways king k fool sad yeah and then Sokka tells the earth king about the solar eclipse plan and then the king says i don't know that would require moving troops out of basingse would be completely vulnerable and then Sokka responds you already are vulnerable the fire nation won't stop until basingse falls 
You can either sit back and wait for that to happen or take the offensive and give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, and first, great speech from Sokka. And also, he's he's just solving another problem like right away. Um, like he knows when to be silly and offer the king a ride on Appa. And now he's like knows when to be uh, stern and convince him to help out with the war. So I don't know. Many sides of Sokka. And then the king says, very well, you have my support. And it's like, first a bear is making his decisions. And then every two sentences, a teenage child is making his decisions. Um, yeah, and and yet he hasn't been invaded yet. Um, and then General Howe comes in and the king introduces him as the leader of the Council of Five, the highest ranking of the generals. Yeah, and something interesting that I read about them is that Longfang actually had power over them as well. So obviously they knew about the war, but, um, you know, they also couldn't tell the king, even though they were like traditionally always loyal to the king. And then Hao says, we searched Longfang's office. I think we found something that will interest everybody. Yeah, so they go to General Hao's office and true to the authoritarian surveillance state that Ba Sing Se is, he's like, there are secret files in everyone in Ba Sing Se, including you kids. And so each of them get a letter um, about something that's going on. So Toph um, gets a letter from her mom that says apparently her mom's in the city and wants to see her. Um, not totally sure how her mom knew she would be in the city the same time she's there or where to send the letter, but that's eh, okay. Um, and then uh, Katara and Sokka get an uh, uh, intelligence report saying that their dad is around. And then Aang gets the letter from the Eastern Air Temple from Guru Patik that we saw um, in Appa's last days. And then Aang exclaims, I can't believe it. There's a man living at the Eastern Air Temple. He says he's a guru. He wants to help me take the next step in the Avatar journey. He says he can teach me to control the avatar state. And then Katara pauses and she says, I hate to say it, but we have to split up. And then Aang gets a little sad and pouty. Um, and he says, but we just got the family back together, you know, referencing Appa being gone. Um, and then Katara puts her foot down and she says, you have to meet this guru, Aang. And if we're going to invade the Fire Nation, we need you to be ready. And then Aang suggests that he drops Katara and Sokka off on their way to see their dad. And then Sokka says, someone has to stay here with the Earth King and help him plan for the invasion. I guess that's me. And then Katara says, no, Sokka, I know how badly you wanted to help dad. You go to Chameleon Bay. I'll stay here with the king. And then uh, Sokka starts like stomping his feet. and He's like super happy. And he says, you are the nicest sister ever. And he gives her a big old hug. Yeah. And he also kisses Katara on the cheek, which is like, I don't know, probably like a very, very close moment for them. Um, and yeah, uh, another thing, though, that I read is that uh, Katara actually, you know, like offers up her spot to go, maybe hinting at her hurt towards their father, like her not being ready to see him yet. Um, meanwhile, Sokka's very excited to see him. 
Yeah, so then the king wishes them a safe journey and a soldier pops up and he says, Your Majesty, there are three female warriors here to see you. They say they're from the island of Kiyoshi. And Sokka kind of perks up and then he immediately falls down Appa uh, when he hears um, that the Kiyoshi warriors are coming and he says, That's Suki. And the king says, You know these warriors? And Sokka says, They're good friends of ours. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like this is classic, but why didn't you just wait like a few minutes, Sokka, to just see Suki? Like, I could have avoided this whole thing. The war would have been over. Um, Yeah, does he really love Suki? He can wait two minutes. I mean, I guess they're not really technically dating Uh, at this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, another thing I read online that was interesting was why would the warriors need to see the king personally? You know, like, why would they go to approach the Earth King and, and like, request such, like, a formal, like, I don't know, visit or something? Um, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe that's, like, another sign something's off. But, um, yeah, anyways, I was really frustrated with, like, you know, Sokka and, like, uh, like, why can't they just stay for a little bit? Um, but a theory I read online was... That Sokka's devotion to his dad just clouded his judgment in the moment where he's just so excited to go see his dad that um, he didn't second guess anything weird with the situation. And, you know, his optimism was that, like, he'll get to have it all. He'll get to see his dad and the Suki will be right there, like, you know, still there waiting for him. So, yeah, that's why he's just like not thinking of like why mm-hmm. he doesn't need to see her right away. Yeah, positive Sokka. Doesn't mm-hmm. work. Positive Sokka. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe this is the end. I don't know if we see him again. Yeah, the end of Positive <laughs> Sokka. Yeah, so right before they leave, Katara says, wait, Aang. And then she runs up and kisses him on the cheek. And then, yay, big group hug. Everything's happy. Yay, nothing bad is going to happen. Um, except for Tezuko. So Zuko is having another bad dream where Zuko wakes up and he washes his face. And when he looks in the mirror, he sees himself as Aang and he realizes he's Aang and he like screams. And then he wakes up for real and touches his scar. Um, it like close, it like zooms in on his face and it goes from his not scarred side to his scarred side. And yeah, I thought it was an interesting shot because it's like, whoa, what is he feeling in this moment? Like conflicted relieved disappointed you know um Mm. yeah that's interesting i initially thought he was disappointed that he still had his scar but at the same time i'm sure he's relieved that he's like not ang um yeah so i think that's a good way of showing the the conflicted uh thing he's going through yeah and then uh we cut to Sokka and Aang flying away on Appa, and Sokka's like, you see, Aang, little positive thinking works wonders. We got the king on our side, we got Long Fang arrested, and when we get back, Suki's waiting for me. And Aang's like, yeah, girls are waiting for us. Thanks, positive attitude. And Sokka's like, everything is going to work out perfectly from now on and forever. <laughs> Which is like even taking his, you know, temporary optimism to a whole new level. Yeah, and then it cuts to Long Feng sitting at the bottom of a pretty depressing looking prison cell. And then this 
giant platter of delicious food gets pushed in and then the agent just like his profile comes in the dim light through the slot and then the agent goes the council of five in the military are loyal to the earth king but the daily remains loyal to you long Feng, sir um which is i don't know long Feng, sir i feel like he could have worded it a little bit better sounds a little awkward uh but then at the very end long Feng has this really big smirk and then it cuts to Toph um, looking for her mom. She goes to this house and she walks in and she says, hello, mom, anyone home? And then at the last moment, she sends in something, but then it's too late. And this giant metal box comes and like scoops her up. And then it's Master Yu and Shin Fu. Uh, turns out they <laughs> succeeded. OK, but two things like. If she was five feet in front of her, behind her, she definitely would have been killed by this contraption because like it's this massive room, but the box only like captures the middle. Second thing is, how does she not sense this when she walked in the house? I don't know. I guess that's on the ceiling. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say also, but she's probably just like blinded by her optimism of like seeing her mom and her thinking her mom actually mm -hmm. understands her. Yeah. Sokka's positivity infected everyone. Everyone's making bad decisions, including the Earth King. They didn't do any background checks. So the Earth <laughs> King welcomes the Kyoshi warriors. There's a whole crowd waiting there to welcome the brave warriors. And they slowly approach the palace and they kneel down and then they lift their heads up slowly. And you realize it's Azula and her crew. And she says, we are the Earth King's humble servants. And then you hear the Azula theme in the background and it's really creepy and definitely got goosebumps mm -hmm. from that. Yeah, just I mean, just the way she says that line. I don't know. It's so yeah, it's so creepy. Um, and I mean, this is this is crazy. Like, it's such an insane reveal. It also resolves who won the fight between the Kyoshi Warriors and Azula's crew. Um, I mean, it's so ambiguous that you could even think that they're dead. I don't know. Like they're wearing their uniforms. Like, what did they do with mm -hmm. them? Like, did they skin them? And like, where they're like they're wearing their <laughs> uniforms? You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, sorry. That's really dark. But anyways, um, yeah, and it's just a great cliffhanger. And I also just realized that, you know, there's a lot of good stuff that happens for Team Avatar, but then there are these three pieces of bad news, and bad news always comes in threes. It's mm. the Dai Li still remaining loyal to Long Fang, Toph getting captured, and then Azula being there. So, it's yeah. Joyce, Anand, and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> this bad podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, yet another season two episode ending on a very sad note. What a sad, sad season. So let's just get on to our ratings. <laughs> but amazing season. Don't you want to watch the next episode? It's so good. <laughs> okay, well, this episode was okay. I'm going to give it a five. I would say it's about average or rather there were a couple of very good moments and the rest of the episode was kind of meh in my opinion i thought the fight scene at the beginning was pretty cool um had some cool bending moments and i thought the ending was also really great with the reveal of azula's crew um i thought the rest of the episode was much more set up 
um, and mostly just plot um, rather than anything else. I mean, we get the Earth King, who's like a decent character, but also is not that compelling. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I would rewatch this episode in particular. So, yeah, I'll give it a five. I think I also give it like a four. It's boring, a forgettable episode. Not much really happens. A lot of things are kind of absurd or don't really make sense. And it just kind of feels like the plot is being forced onto you. I, don't know, I think that's how I would describe it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would give it a three. So uh, and for all the reasons you said, but I think there are just so many good episodes in this show that I would rewatch many times. And I think this one would just be kind of a skip for me, which is why I was going a little lower. But um, yeah, I think it does its job as a setup episode and, you know, kind of like setting up the politics angle of it all like you know you need to have the long thing get taken down and also like that instability yeah, for Zula and then like the Earth King I don't know you kind of get a bit of history of the Earth Kingdom and stuff or um, at least Bossing say so I don't know I think after doing some research it was like okay some things are kind of interesting but overall not very rewatchable all right well Thanks for tuning in, guys. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of The Earth King. As always, release on WhatsApp on Wednesday, so we'll see you sometime on Wednesday for our discussion of the finale, The Guru slash Crossroads of Destiny. It's going to be a two-for-one. If you want to stay up to date on when we release or submit any thoughts or questions on the episodes, be sure to follow us on Instagram at, at what's underscore appa, or you can email us at whatsappapod at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this episode, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Play me, Hoppin'.